Yo, what's up? It's the Ty Rainey Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, it's your man Ty Rainey. Episode, I guess it's 183 or 184 right now. And it's in the it's in the 180s. You can't go by what the statistics say on Podbeam or whatever streaming platform you're streaming this from. Um, only because I know I got 180-something episodes in. I, I've been doing this for about three years now. There's no way there's only nine episodes in three years. That's that's not easy. It's, Jesus Christ. You might as well just quit. But thank you guys for tuning in to the Tyranny Podcast. I appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that like, that share, comment. <clears throat> do what you got to do. Um, stir up some circulation. And uh, you can email me also. Just ask me some questions or whatever. Or not ask me some questions. Send me all your spam email at comedianTyRainy at gmail. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, that's music by the custodian. The custodian of records, my man Drew. What's happening, brother? Love you. Thank you very much for the music, for the intro music. What up to all my creatives out there? How are you guys doing? It's the holiday season, Thanksgiving. So we are... Uh, Hopefully, all of us are gathering with loved ones, um, family or friends. I know I'm going to be with my family this year. I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with my um, younger cousin, my mother, my uncle, you know, my cousin, his wife, my little cousin, you know, everything. Um, my wife and uh, my son are going to be down with her family um, in Maryland. And me right now, I'm currently on the road in Pennsylvania doing a couple of uh, state correctional institution uh, comedy tours or comedy shows. This is the SCI tour. That stands for State Correctional Institutions. So it's a state correctional institution tour. Hence the letters SCI. And we did two prisons the other day. We did Frackville Prison, and that's in Frackville, Pennsylvania. We did Cole Township Prison, which is in Cole Township, Pennsylvania, and right now we are staying in a in a hotel, a nice little holiday inn, tucked in the valleys of uh, Pennsylvania. And I think this is where they make butter and uh, Keebler cookies and stuff. There's a lot of, you know, actually there's a lot of highway where we're at. I would say we're tucked in the woods somewhere, but we're not. <clears throat> we're not. I would like to be tucked into a, like a nice little wooded area, uh, like a cabin-esque type of maybe a nice Airbnb that's kind of centralized around all the spots we need to hit, that'd be kind of G. I don't mind the Holiday Inns. This, like I said, this is one of the nicest Holiday Inns that I stayed at on this tour. Because I, I stayed at some trashy shit before this tour. I remember one time, Ray and I, we, we stayed at a, a, a fucking motel. And shout out to Lepka, you know, for arranging and putting all that stuff. And it's a lot of work booking all these and making sure that you got all your... Your days set, you know, your reservations set. You know, it's a lot of work to organize that shit. So, yeah, I, I get it. So I appreciate that. But one time that nigga had us up in a motel. My gosh. If you don't know what a motel is, a motel is um, <clears throat> sometimes it's a, it's a one level or it's a, it's a, it's a bi-level complex. Um, you can access the rooms from the outside. Yeah, so you don't walk into a building usually in a motel or the motel I stayed at your door is right there on the sidewalk of the like I guess it's like a hotel or motel plaza and yeah it looks like a strip mall with just doors to sleep in and your window is right there 
it almost looks like a storefront. So if I really wanted to make it popping in a motel, I can open up the blinds for the glass that is adjacent to the parking lot. And it'll look like a T-Mobile store with a bed in the middle of it. That's how some of these motels are set up. When we stay in the motel, you can smell the engine of the car and feel the heat coming from the engine in the room. Because that's how close you were parked to your room in the motel. And it doesn't seem very safe. You know, anybody could just walk up off the streets and just kick your door in. And, and Jesus Christ, kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. You don't know what's going to happen at a motel. It's just really creepy. You almost feel like... Either you about to be murdered or you about to murder somebody. It's just, it changes you. It changes you. Um, you can't sleep. I remember I fucked up Ray's sleep just because of the bed looked real skeevy. You know, I'm the type of person I got to check the room out before I go to sleep. And um, I, I just couldn't do it. I checked out the mattress and, you know, the, the comforters and all that stuff at this motel. And I just didn't like what I saw. And I did not take my coat off. And then and then I did, you know what really did it? This is what sealed it. I looked beside the nightstand and in the back of it. And it was, like, awfully dirty. It was ridiculously dirty. It was shit b between there and behind there. I said, they haven't cleaned in here since they moved this stuff in here. And it kind of skeeved me out. And I, I slept with my coat on on top of the covers and with my hat on. And Ray was about to get the covers getting all comfortable. And then I ended up weirding that motherfucker out because I was saying, yo, this is just crazy. I, I was feeling too skeeved out. And then my skeevy... Got him skewed out. All of a sudden, I heard Ray in the dark going, God damn, Ty, now I can't fucking sleep. And then he just, you know, stayed with his coat on and slept on top of the blankets, too. But that's what I do. I'm an influencer. Um, you know, I try to influence people to do the right thing and motivate them to uh, move in the direction of the right thing. And I think that was a good direction. You thank me later, Ray. I had, um, I don't know if I can even put this on the tour, but it was, it was few years ago dag it's almost like six years ago maybe i want to say almost six years ago since i was on the last tour with these guys with, with kevin and after that tour i had a planner's wart on my foot yeah a planner's wart do you know what that is like i'm telling you what it is but when i first had it it just looked like a callus on the bottom of my foot yeah it's it's a it's a, it was like a hard callus it looked like on the bottom of my foot, and it ended up being a, a planner's wart, and it was really, I didn't get it, I've never had anything like that on my foot, you know, I've had dead skin on my feet, I think a lot of people had dead skin, people like, dead skin, Ty, what the hell is wrong with your feet, you know, well, athletes' feet, sometimes feet get dry, or whatever, you get flaky skin, uh, well, it hasn't happened in a while, if you're wondering, okay, I'm just bringing it up, maybe some people dealing with flaky-ass feet, and dry feet, and I've seen people with flakes on their feet because they dry. You know, I've seen people out there whose feet don't match their body because they don't put lotion, don't take care of them. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into this only because foot care is also important, you know, fellas. Um, I'm mo mostly just kind of talking to the fellas because the ladies, y'all take care of your feet. Most of you do. Majority of you do. You know, I don't want to go out here making blanket statements like, you know, fellas don't take care of their feet and women don't, you know... You know, majority of women take care of their feet. Um, I would say majority of guys probably don't take care of their take care of their feet like they should. 
Um, I'm not the type of dude that goes to get a pedicure. I've never gotten a pedicure before. I don't like people touching my feet. I don't like people touching me um, other than my wife, you know, or if it's just a hug or whatever. But, yeah, as far as all that, touching, stranger touching me, like back massages and, you know, pedicures and shit like that. And, I, you know, I do without all that touching. But um, back to my point. I had these planter warts and it looked like a callus. And if you're anything like me, I, I I like to pick at calluses and scabs and shit like that. You know, I think I've been like that as a kid. We pick out a scab and kind of let it bleed a little bit and dry up and then we pick it again. And like I'm the type of person that'll pick a scab once it healed and just kind of just try to get the little hard part off and just have the skin back or whatever. I don't know. I just like to pick at shit. So I was picking at this, what I thought was a callus on the bottom of my foot for maybe a few weeks or whatever, you know, just trying to get at it. And I noticed there was another little callus next to it. And I finally went to a, a podiatrist. Yeah, that's another milestone. That's when you know you're getting in a certain age, when you got an actual appointment for a podiatrist on the calendar. That's no. That's when. That's when you know you can know. A podiatrist. Yeah. I had a podiatrist appointment. I went to a wonderful podiatrist in um, South Orange, New Jersey. It's a black woman. I forgot her name. I want to say Doctor Freeman. And I don't know why I want to say that because I don't think that's her name at all. Um, let's call her Doctor Jack Jackson because that just sounds more black, right? She was like an aunt. You know what I mean? Like that that type of energy. You got a black podiatrist, you know, doctor. She got her own practice. Um, she's mostly, you know, you see there's a lot of people of color that comes into her office. You know, there's black art on the wall. You know, niggas playing jazz instruments and wearing little funky hats and big lips and shit like that. It's beautiful. You know, we got some African pottery and stuff on shelves. Um, you know, it's jazz music playing. You know, you got, you know, you got young black folks working in the office behind the counter or not the counter, behind the uh, the clerical desk, um, filing paperwork and answering the phones. It's it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see that, you know. Um, so I, I was able to, uh, McDowney, I think that's her name, Dr. McDowney. No, I'm lying. I don't know. We're just going to call it Dr. Jackson. And her office was dope, and she was very down to earth, very, you know, it almost made me feel like I was talking to like somebody that could have been my aunt or something. And, you know, I took my socks off and I was telling her about my feet. She's like, Oh, okay. All right. I see what's going on here, sweetie. She's like, how long you had this? I was like, I don't know. Maybe like a couple weeks or a month. She's like, no, I think you had this longer than that. I said, well, well, why you ask? You know what? It's like, if you knew what you counting, like the, the rings on the callus like is it like a tree trunk like a tree stump and you cut a tree you count the rings and know how old the tree was like can you look and see the rings or something with those magnified glasses or or looping magnified eye device you're wearing to look at my foot like you knew it was more than a month but you want to ask me and see if i'm gonna lie i don't know ma'am and of course i'm gonna lie you're you're a doctor it's for you to figure this shit out you know even if i'm lying or not and I don't make no sense. Stop lying to your doctors. But I didn't lie to her. I didn't know. It was like a month or a week or whatever. But I just know the shit was there. And what brought me there is because to walk on this callus, it hurt. It's almost like walking on a marble. And that's really what prompted me to get to 
the doctor. Honestly, I gotta I gotta let you know because in some of some of us fellas, when we do feel something wrong with our bodies, no matter what it is, go and get it checked out. Don't try to tough it out. Don't say it's gonna work itself out. Don't say, hey, I'm gonna get some more sea boss. Hey, I'm gonna get a back rub. Hey, I'm gonna drink more water. Sometimes you got to take your ass to the doctor and really get something checked out. So that's what prompted me to go to this podiatrist. How I got to this podiatrist, I think it was my mother-in-law who got me in touch with this podiatrist in Maplewood. Maplewood, South Orange. I know I may have said South Orange earlier, but it's like bordering the Maplewood, South Orange area in the Maplewood Plaza on South Orange Avenue. Those who know, those are from Jersey and Essex County know what the hell I'm talking about. It sounds confusing right there. And when I find the name, I'm probably going to go and edit the comments and put her name in there. I probably won't. I won't remember that. But I would like to do that just to kind of keep it, you know, get get some information in this as well. But once I got that looked at I, I got I felt a little bit better so once she got to my foot and was able to know you know see that it was a planner's board she got to it, it it's a, it's a process to get a planner's board out your foot because like I said it was like a, a like a marble like a hard callus inside the foot and it's a planner's board is, is a is a virus that's in your body I didn't even know that and the 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 she she was telling me it's a virus um because it's a ward it's a parasite right and i i think she said that shit i could be just making that up too but i remember a friend was telling me oh the way you got to get rid of it is you got to uh wrap your foot up in vinegar and you know <laughs> put uh, put a sock on it and all this other shit and this doctor looked at me. And like I said, this is a black doctor. This woman, it made it feel like she was like my aunt. Because she looked at me when I told her this wild shit that my friend was telling me to do. You know, because my friend, you know, grew up with old folks. I got these old ass remedies that, you know, you rub your foot on the back of a goat. And then go pray over here in the corner and drop some, you know, table salt. And rub it on your big toe and all this other shit. And then work go away. That shit don't work. You know, these are all folklores. These are all tales and stuff. So the doctor looked at me after I told her, my friend said, wrap your foot up in vinegar and wear a sock at night. She looked at me and she said, now, listen to me, baby. She's like, does that even make any sense? She's like, first off, are you married? I was like, yes, I am. She's like, now, what woman want to lay up in the bed with a man with a foot wrapped up in some kind of vinegar with a sock on it? You tell me how long that's going to last with you and your wife in the bed and you got on socks with your foot smelling like apple cider vinegar trying to fight off a virus. She's like, listen to me. I am a doctor. That ain't going to work. She said, you're going to have to take an antibiotic because this is a virus in your body. That kills the viral part. Then I got to pick out the actual wart, the planter, the wart, because that will stay in your body and reform again i said damn she broke it all down man she broke it all down i felt foolish as hell about to wrap my foot with some apple damn vinegar and, and tea leaves and shit like that and have my wife in there tossing and turning in the bed talking about hey your foot stink like that's not something that you want to now talk about at two in the morning and you just want to sleep and your foot is just stinking because you want to <laughs> you want to go the natural way and you don't even know how long that process would take. Take six months. You got a stink-ass foot and it muscle around. Discolor your fucking foot. Put an apple cider vinegar on your foot every night. You're going to lose a toenail or something. Something's going to happen that ain't supposed to happen. Because you ain't supposed to be putting apple cider vinegar on your feet like that. I don't think you should. Not every day. Especially if you got an open wound on your foot. I had an open 
open callus on my foot, a planter's wart. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm taking advice from a friend. This fool ain't know what he was doing, and neither did his wife. His wife was suggesting the shit. She didn't know what she was doing. She wasn't a doctor, and that's what the doctor told me. So she proceeded to cut the, the wart out my foot on each visit. Now, I must have did about six, six to eight visits with her. And let me tell you something. The knives that they use to cut these freaking calluses out the bottom of your foot, these things are so damn sharp. Like, like I was like, damn, I'd like to get one of these just to kind of pick at shit because I like to pick at scabs and shit like that. But that's probably bad. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be all cut up and stuff. But she was picking stuff. And it's funny when when a podiatrist is picking something on the bottom of your foot, they're all masked up like they welding metal or some shit. Like they got she got the face mask protection, the mouth mask protection, extra light. And she just going at it. And all this dead skin is coming off the bottom of my foot from this callus. And if you see the pile of dead skin, it was enough to materialize a baby hand. That's how much skin it, skin it was. It was a lot of dead skin that she was pulling out of my foot. And she was just peeling it up back and back, you know, every session. And then once she got down to the core, after like the seventh session, session, she gave me, um, she was giving me this cream, this prescription cream. And she said, put this cream on the wart before you go to bed. Isolate it with a Band-Aid. Don't let this cream get on anything else because this cream is eating at the skin and the wart and the tissue around it to kill it. I said, damn. But the way she tells you, she told me that shit. Like I said, she felt like an aunt. She told me some shit. It felt like it was going to kill me if I did the shit wrong. She looked at me. She's like, and you better wash your hands immediately. Immediately after. Don't touch anything else. So now I got my body in a half um, hazmat suit trying to apply this cream to the bottom of my foot so it could eat away the viral part of the tissue in this wart. So I was trying to be very mindful not to, you know, rub the cream on my foot and then rub my eye or rub my ass. That'd be horrible. You know, have like a cream rub, you know, eating away in your ass. And I don't have that much ass to eat away because that should be gone in like two days. So I had to really follow her instructions. And, you know, the wart cleared up. So... I, I, I go back to my point of saying this is a better hotel than the ones we stayed at because I know for sure I may have gotten that planner's wart um, walking around a hotel barefoot like that. And I, I forgot flip-flops and, then, and I was concerned, but then I saw the floors and stuff here. And this could be a pump fake too. The floors could be nice looking and nice and dirty, but they look clean. You know, I'm going to keep it 100. It looks clean. You know, like I said, this is a better hotel of all the tours that i've been on this is probably one of the best ones that i've i've stayed at personally on on the sci tour because like i mentioned ray and i stayed at that motel and that that nigga would man that would change your direction in life if you stayed at motels majority of the time but these prisons let me tell you something man um we're we're back here during the holiday season um i think we're doing about maybe five this week and then we're coming back in December doing about two or three more. And um thing about this, I, I really did um, miss the energy of the, the reward you feel after you're done entertaining. You know what I mean? The feeling of, you know, seeing these brothers that are, that are locked up regardless of what they've done feeling a little bit of comic relief and getting a, a, a little break 
um, and just laughing and smiling and able to sit together in the gymnasium and laugh and smile. And, and we're able to provide that little bit of comic relief for them and, and, and give them something to talk about and give them something to kind of smile about through the holidays and laugh about. Um, they seem very appreciative of it. You know, a couple of the brothers was thanking us for coming through. And um, like I said, I haven't been back here on this tour probably in about six years. And I was wondering if there were any um, inmates that were still here, you know, or still at some of the prisons that we've done six years ago, if they're still there and if they are coming to the comedy show. And it was it was weird because the first one, it was like maybe two one or two guys that said they seen me before and it could have been more and they just didn't want to say anything and, 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 you know, bring attention to themselves. So it was kind of cool because I was able to, you know, I can go back and do old material now, but you want to be careful because these brothers will surely shout you out like, yo man, you said that shit before you said that six years ago. I'm like, yeah, you should have paroled. You should have paroled fool. It's not my fault. Change your life. But I don't change my jokes. You know, that's it. The jokes are the jokes. Come see these on the outside. They hit different. So I was happy to see that even though I didn't do any material I did before the prison. Um, I may have touched on a little bit, but I think all of us came with that fire. Did our thing. Had a good time. Frackville was dope. That was the first prison we did. And um, it was a smaller crowd. It was probably less than 100. I would say about 70 maybe, you know, in attendance for the first show. And it was great. They all laughed. They had a good damn time. And then um, that's about an hour drive from our hotel. And then from Frackville Prison, the other prison was about 15 minutes away, you know, half hour away. And that was Cole, um, Cole Township. Uh, yeah, Cole Township SCI. And that had about close to 200 people in attendance. And that was really good. That was a good show. When we first got there, it was weird, though, because um, they were asking where was our equipment. And I'm like, we're not a fucking band. Like, what are we coming with guitars and shit? Like, do you look? Do I look like? I think, I think my hairline gives you the appearance like I play the bass. You know what I mean? I don't play the bass. I'm, a, I'm a goddamn comedian. I'm not a musician. But I got, I guess I got like the, the a bass hairline. So maybe I can go play with the Roots or some shit or Earth Wind of Fire. Going on tour with Earth Wind of Fire, just be holding the bass on stage. Like, hey, who that brother with the hairline? I know he can play. Look at his nine. So they ended up finding equipment for us because it was going to be a weird, awkward show if we didn't have a microphone in the middle of this gymnasium, gymnasium trying to tell jokes. We would have felt like motivational speakers just yelling at brothers, and you too can parole and get out within six months to a year. Like, it just wouldn't make sense. So I'm so glad that they found equipment. They hooked that shit up. And we had a dope-ass show, man. You know, really good show. Um, good energy. I can say everybody did their thing. Um, the inmates were really appreciative of it. This, the staff and the COs at both, um, you know, facilities were great. Um, very professional. Made sure we were safe. And that's the most important thing. Making sure that we are safe. And, um, you know, everybody had a good time, man. And it was funny because we were roaming through... The, the the yard of the prison and we hear with Welly. Welly's this is Welly's first time. Welly Jackson, comedian Welly Jackson's first time doing the uh state correctional institution tours with us. And when we were walking through the actual yard, 
inmates are just walking around going through the, you know, doing they doing they do. They going to get their pills, their medication. They going to do another recreational shit that's going on. And it's just free roam. And we walking in between two COs. And it was, you know, it, it can be a little nerve wracking because they just chilling, you know, walking up, talking in the sidewalk. And, you know, COs are like, keeping it moving, keep it moving. Because you got to remember, there are some violent offenders up in this piece. There's murderers in the, up in that piece. There's people that's stealing TVs and toasters and shit. And there's motherfuckers that's toasting your ass for TVs and toasters and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot going on. It's a mixed bag of shit. But it's a good vibe. You know, everybody who came out to laugh they had good energy and you know it wasn't no shit so um i pray that everything else goes well on the rest of this tour and um that's it man just want to update y'all with that and thank you guys for listening as always this little breakdown and crack don't forget to share like and subscribe to the tyranny podcast i appreciate you guys for listening i love y'all i'm gonna holler at y'all next time peace